Okay, well, good evening, Chris. Thank you very much for joining us on Glover's Inquisition. Um, bit of a bit of a drawback being a Liverpool red, I suppose, but I guess I'll have to learn to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> good evening. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem at all. It's good, to, good, good to have you on board. I can tell you. Um, so, looking at your your career, I see you started at Tranmere, but um, presumably you you did some sort of youth football or something before then, yeah? Well, that's right. I done my youth football at Tranmere. I joined there when I was um, twelve years old. Right. And stayed there right through the age of nineteen before I left to go to Rochdale. Oh, okay. And you had a you know a pretty reasonable time there. Thirty nine appearances, seven goals for a, for a youngster learning your trade. I think that was pretty reasonable, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a great time at Astramia. When I come through, made my debut at seventeen. Um, thought I was doing pretty well my first year. Second year was going well, and then just one of them things. The manager that uh, brought me through, Raymond Ties, was mm-hmm. unfortunately sacked. The next manager come in, Brian Little, had, had his own plans, his own ideas, yeah. his own plays he wanted to bring in. So unfortunately, it led to me not playing as much as I want. And be, being a young lad at the time, I just wanted to go out and play football. So that's when I had to ask to leave. So and then you went to Rochdale for four years. Hundred well, I'm going by Wikipedia figures; they might not be right. Um, Rochdale, 135 appearances, 51 goals. So you certainly started to uh, find your form there, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I really enjoyed it at Rochdale. The first, um, I say, six months were pretty tough, but a similar thing happened there. Steve Parker was the manager, and the team weren't doing uh, too well at times. And I was playing out of position a lot, and then unfortunately again the manager was sat, and then Keith Hill come in. Yeah. I managed to take it all around and from the moment he walked through the door, the, the club was successful. I think the first two years he was there, we got to the playoffs. Um, we lost both times and then got automatic promotion to the third time, time lucky. Oh, well, that was something. But isn't it amazing how the, the number of footballers I've talked to whose whole careers can change because a manager gets the sack? It's it's amazing how it happens exactly, all the time. Yeah. It's it's it is amazing that the fact that one person can have such a say on on mm. your career. Yeah, you know, it can define a play a player's career where they're one manager, Richard, or doesn't fancy as a player. It's it's crazy, really. Yeah, but I I suppose it's all about you know opinions, and we all know football's full of opinions. But yeah, but I mean, from your perspective as a player, it must be very frustrating when you lose a manager who perhaps you get on really well with, and then he suddenly he's out the door, and you don't know what to do then, do you? So, so it's difficult. Any, Anyway, moved on to Scunthorpe. Um, sixty appearances there, nine goals. So, still knocking the goals in. A fairly, fairly good average against your number of appearances, I would say. Yeah, Scunthorpe. My first time in the Championship when I got the move there when I was twenty-four, and Nigel Atkins was the manager at the time there. And the first two, three months was brilliant. You know, we were doing really well. Obviously, Scunthorpe not a massive club. Yeah, but they, we were holding our own in the championship. I think we were comfortable mid table. We had a really good start, and then the manager left there for better reasons. He, he got you know we got the Southampton job. Yeah, and he was so successful there. But he was, he was such a good manager that he was at top punching way above its weight and yeah. was really brilliant. And then the moment he left, it was unfortunate. It was just the, the managers that came in weren't. I wouldn't say weren't good, but just you know couldn't. Have guests going to punch them above their race as much as he did, and Vietnam ends up getting relegated that season, which was a, a massive blow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you then moved on to Barnsley, another 53 appearances there, six goals. How was life at Barnsley? Yeah, that's when Keith Hill was there as well. He took me to Barnsley with him from after the right. and yeah. yeah, the first, <clears throat> um, the first like, few months there was really well, and then 
I fell off the favour with the man, not the manager, the manager chose with the players as what happens. And I went on loan a couple of times to Coventry yeah. and Bradford for a month, and then once again, doing <laughs> this, isn't it? Um, the manager ended up getting sacked, unfortunately, and David Flickrock took over. Mm. I think at, at that time we were maybe bottom of the league at Christmas. Yeah, we were you know, we were favourites to go down, and where David Flickrock took over, and somehow on the last day, the last day of the season, we ended up staying <laughs> staying up Huddersfield away. <laughs> so that them four months, four or five months were unbelievable. Mm, I'm sure they were. Okay, hold it there for a minute, Chris. Right, um, Leighton Orient next, 2014-15, to 15, 58 appearances, exempting goals at a, a very good rate of return there. Yeah, Leighton Orient was one of my favourite clubs I've been at, to be honest with you. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, um, <coughs> down, down south in London for the first time, and I, I joined in in the January of that year, and the lads were, were flying, and they were second in the league at the time. And... Um, Unfortunately, just towards the end of the season, just fell short of automatic and ended up in the playoffs, getting to the playoff final. Yeah. Who was yeah. the manager whilst you were at Lake Orient? Russell Slade. Ah, Russell, right. I thought, yeah. it, thought it might be. Yeah, yeah. great Russell, yeah. Russell and Kevin Nugent's assistants, two very good fellas. Yeah. I remember then, I remember we went back to uh, to Lake Orient to play um, to play Lake Orient and um, I think we won 5-1 and Russell was the manager. Would you have been in that game? Does it ring a bell? It doesn't ring a bell. I can't remember getting getting B five one when Russell was there. I said that might have been before my time. Yeah, possibly it was. Sean McDonald scored about a hat trick, I think, from what I can remember. And uh, but it was you know we don't generally as a team when I say we overturn don't generally go away and score five goals. So that's that's why it's sort of it, it, yeah, it's it's, in the memory. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I always got on well with Sean anyway. So of course Russell Slade was obviously got the hump that particular time because we kind of worked it right up in which he didn't like it. I think, but uh, <laughs> that's football, though, isn't it? But look, this yeah, this is. this next one's a bit of a, a mystery one, isn't it? And a Corella Blasters. Now where Corella are Blasters, yeah. This one was completely out the blue. Yeah. You know, with, um, it was after the band is a late audience, but the Italian owners taking over the place. We got to the end of the season, and basically every player there got told that you're all released at the moment of sound. Everybody's released. Yeah. You're back. You're released, and then so that's when again um, Peter Taylor, the ex Gillingham manager, England. Yeah. yeah. He was over at Kerala Blasters, got the job there. So we just gave me a phone call and said, Do you fancy a few months over in India? Yeah. So I said, well, Why not? Because the season then was only three months long. It was September yeah. till December time. Do you like curry? I do have to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> three times a day. <laughs> yeah. So what was yeah. it like over there? I mean, where, where, where is Kerala Blasters then? It's in South, South India. Yeah, and it's it's an unbelievable place. The experience I would never change it for the world. You know, really, real I open up what we see, and we were looked after brilliantly by yeah. the, um, the, Indian, the Indian team and, uh, and the people there. I say it was only three months long, but the fans we were getting, I think sixty five thousand fans for all games. Cool. Yeah, yes. the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, I loved it there. But to say that was just three months long. It's a lot. It's a lot longer now. They're starting to expand the league and get yeah. a bit more off. Nothing to it, but I really enjoyed it there. What are the Indians like at playing football? Any good? We had a couple in the team that I was playing for that were really good, centre half and centre forward that were very good. But yeah. football, they still only need nothing new sport, so yeah. still 
trying to get it across the country to the youngsters there and as you know, cricket over there is that's all they yeah, that's all they yeah. support. Yeah, you know, no. it's crazy watching them, but yeah, it is getting better over there. So, uh, was this place uh, Corel? Is it on the coast or is it inland or? It's just just inland. So I think it's about maybe we base was about fifteen miles inland. Yeah. So well, the weather weather was hot all the time. I suppose was it? The, yeah, I say the majority, about ninety percent of the time, the weather was was absolutely ridiculously hot. Yeah. And then we had um, you get the odd day or two where it would just be like lashing down with rain, thunder, yeah. thunder and lightning. Sounds nice. Hold it there for a minute. Right. Uh, so from there, that was your three months contract sort of thing. You came back then and played in Scotland for Hibernian for a while, yeah. That's right. Yeah, in January when I come back, I went up to went up to Hibs. Alan Stubbs was the manager there, so give me a call and said they were fancy fancy going up there to the end of the season. So I yeah. thought, I thought, you know, you know, it's another experience, another country. So I just went for it and spent four or five months up there. Yeah. It's completely the opposite of India. I've been absolutely <laughs> ridiculously hot every day to snow for five months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never. Do you know, what? I've never. I'm I'm seventy two years old now. I've never been to Scotland. I can't can't believe that really. But I am. Anyway, no, uh, I live in Edinburgh, and it was an absolutely lovely place to live. Really. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd like to go up there, up into the glens and up into the you know the uh, the rural bits up in the mountains, and I think it'd be nice. Yeah, make sure you. <laughs> And you pack your warm things. Yeah. Um, so then uh, you came back and you went to Crew Alexander for seven, uh, two. Was it one? Yeah, two years. Seventy yeah. three games, roughly, and twenty one goals. So again, one near enough. One in three three games, you'll be getting a goal more or less throughout your, your career, really, haven't you? Yeah, they say Crew is another um, decent club that I was at. Really good. I like their their academy and the the way they're going to bring the young lads through and they give them the chance after chance and. You know, do really believe in promoting the youngsters. Yeah. Even they still, I think they've got seven or eight playing every week. And we get out in the first team, and it's you know the top of the league at the moment in time. But mm. my time with there, yeah, it was another totally enjoyable experience. And you know, you learn new things. I had a little time playing midfield there. I was captain for the last six months. I was there, so I was still enjoying new experiences, and it was a yeah, really good time. And then uh, a year at Berry. 17 appearances, two goals. Um, you must have been pretty upset when you heard all the goings-on at Berry just recently, seeing them going out of business. Yeah, but yeah. So Berry was, my mate there was Ryan Lowe, you know, and he said, come on, get yourself over to Berry. So, sounds over there, and uh, basically from day one, all the shenanigans that was going on with the chairman and the club, and everybody was just hoping that they will be sorted, you know. Yeah. We seem to be having another meeting to see what's going on. The chairmen's were coming in and it got to the stage that we haven't been paid for a few months. Yeah, yeah. And then in January and, and the manager and I was, wasn't in the team, I was on the bench at the time, the manager said, they fancy going alone. Mm. Some, a couple of clubs come in, they fancy going alone. I said, I don't, not really. If I'm going to leave, I'd rather just leave payment because it's too much, you know, too yeah. much hassle. So, yeah. I said, OK, and then that's when the opportunity, because I was back there this summer, very have trained there for pre-season. Mm. Um, but a contract waiting to be signed. But with the manager there, Paul Wilson, but unfortunately, you know, we, we just constantly lied to by the chairman, and you know, everybody knows what's happened. Yeah, quite sad, really. Sad to see a football yeah, club go like that. Sad. 
And then via Tranmere Rovers, you've rolled up at uh, good old Yeovil Town. Now, you obviously played at Yeovil before, I presume, have you? Yeah, I think I played here a lot of times over the years, you know, throughout, throughout all the leagues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it didn't come as a complete sort of culture shot to come down to the West Country then? No, no. I remember how far it is away from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I know that Gary Johnson, when he was manager, always used to moan about it because he could never get uh, any decent players because of the distance from, from London. And, you know, they'd, oh, I don't want to go down there. It's too far. It's too far, you know, out in the sticks. Yeah. But it's not that bad. Well, I don't think it is anyway, but I've lived down here for a long time. But um, there you go. Right, hold up for a minute and we'll uh, we'll just have a little break a minute. Okay, well, let's just talk briefly about Yeovil. I mean, there's not an awful lot to say about Yeovil, obviously, yet because you haven't had a, uh, you know, been in a position to uh, to do much. You've only been here what two weeks, is it now? Not even that, yeah. Busy yeah. weeks, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we're very honoured to have you on the show so early into your Yeovil career. I have to say, so even though you are a scouser. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I should keep digging. Don't you worry. Uh, um, but I mean, you know, you, you you've played in a couple of games. What what what's your general feeling of of uh, the way we play and and the way we're going at the moment? I think the whole uh, what the Manchester trying to get out to the lads and onto the pitch and you know get all the fans behind behind the team has been it's been brilliant so far. Yeah. You know, the, the two games I've seen both have been mixed results. You know. Yeah. Played really well against Wolken, blew them away. And then in Harrogate, it was just to become unstuck a little bit, you know. Mm. Um, they had a good game plan that they stuck to and it worked for them. Yeah. We just, need, we just need to find, you know, a way to work that out when teams want to come in and just block the way the team you want to play. So, I'm sure the manager learned a lot of things from it and then hopefully, you know, they'll have to carry on with the, the excellent form that they've been producing lately. Um, I, I presume you're likely to start tomorrow because I know Courtney Duffus can't play on a plastic pitch up there. Do you think that's likely? Yeah, at this moment, I've no idea. You know, it'd be nicer because get a get a start, and even though yeah. I think it is on Ashford Turf, yeah, yeah, quite. Well, yeah. I, I hope to see you in the in the you know green and white, sticking the old ball in the back of the net. That's what we uh, want. Yeah, it's been a while, so yeah, I'd love to be out there. You know, and hope to get a goal or two and we get through to the next round. I mean, when you've been associated with Yeovil as long as I have, if if you'd have been there, it, it's been purgatory the last three or four years because. You know, when when I suppose really when Gary left, which was the season after we were in the um, the championship, it's really been downhill all the way. Defeat, 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 and we had Paul Sturrock. He came and went, Darren Way, and we, and we just went for weeks and weeks and no wins. And it's so depressing. It's you know you try to become you know buoyant and and active, and you know that's all right, we'll be okay. But you know it's very difficult to get over it really when it's like that. So it's been great to have as many wins as we've had of, of late, really. Of course, yeah. You know, when your fans, like you say, that amount of time off, you know, not really great results and going through bad times, it does it does affect you and affects the clubs and affects the fans. So yeah. I think that what just done here so far this season been brilliant. It's give well from what I can see, it's give everybody around the club a lift. Yeah. Oh, without doubt. You know, and he's he's a bit of a jack the lad as well, isn't he, Darren? I mean, some yeah, of some of his press conference stuff's brilliant. I tell you. <laughs> anyway, let's let's hit on to the questions now. Um, so I imagine you're in the the Spanish Inquisition chair. So first of all, what's your date of birth? It's the fifteenth of April, nineteen eighty-six. 
and one April. April is that uh, Aries still? It is, yeah. Yeah, same as me then, um, <laughs> but not April. Um, and place of birth, well, we don't even have to ask that question because we can hear where you were born. <laughs> <laughs> have you got any brothers and sisters? I've got three brothers, no sisters. And um, your brothers, they play football. No, none of them play football. No, okay. What are they called? I've got two older brothers, Peter and Anthony, and one younger called Jonathan. Right, okay. Um, What sort of car do you drive, Chris? I drive Mercedes C200. Oh, that's your what, black one? Black, yeah. Yeah, I saw it up there, yeah. I've got I've got a, um, a CLA 180 black one, but yeah. I, I like the 220s. I'm, I'm going to try and get one of them next, I think. You can't uh, go wrong Mercedes, can you? Nah, nice nah, they're not they're brilliant cars, aren't they? Um, where did you spend, I mean, when you, when you say you are born in Liverpool, obviously, but did you spend all of your childhood up in Liverpool as well? Yep, every second of it. Yeah, mm, it shows. Um, <laughs> uh, what's your favourite food? Japanese. Japanese, oh yeah. Yeah, sushi, I love sushi. I could yeah. eat it every day. Okay, hold it there for a minute. We'll have another little break for some more music. Okay, uh, what's your favourite holiday destination? Ooh, I'd say Dubai. I've been there the last few years, three or four times with my wife, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, special place for us. It's a really nice place to go. Okay. Um, what would you say is your favourite football club from a point of view of supporting? I mean, do you support anybody? Yeah, I support Liverpool, obviously, with the, yeah, <laughs> the recent yeah. few years. It's, it's a great club to support. There's yeah. moments in time, you know, we've had a long time. Similar to what Man United are going through now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the last few years have been brilliant. Yeah, until today, tomorrow, Sunday. And then it all starts to unravel and go wrong. Um, uh, right, we've done favourite food. What's your favourite drink? Um, favourite drink, as in what? Anything, you know, Coca-Cola, vodka, beer, whatever. Uh, Diet Coke. Diet Coke, right. Um, clothes wives, have you got any sort of trends that you particularly like to wear? Sort of fashion um, labels that you buy regularly or anything? Or are you just a regular sort of guy? Uh, I'm not thinking a bit too old for all this trendy stuff now. But um, I get most of my clothes probably from somewhere like All Saints, maybe. You know, basic, yeah. basic. You know, yeah. no bright colours. Right, okay. Um, you've given me your five records, which we're going to slot in. But uh, is there any particular genre of music that you particularly like? Uh, not particularly. I, I listen to a lot of um, genres of music. You know, a yeah. bit of a mixture. Yeah, a mixture of everything thrown in there. Okay. Um, what was the first team? You know, whether it's your school team or your Sunday football team, what that you ever played for? Was it Tranmere, or did you have one before that? I had. We used to have school teams from the age of. Nine, I think it was eight or nine. We had school teams and Sunday league teams right through. Yeah, uh, yeah. Locally in Liverpool, everybody plays Sunday league probably from about eight, nine, and right. school teams, and then they hope to get scouted and picked up, which what happened to me when I was twelve. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, who would you think is the best manager you've played under? I would say, even though it was for a short time, Nigel Atkins. Yeah. Was and then Russell Slade as well would be up there. Right. Um, 
because he's at Hereford now, Russell. He is, yes. Yeah. Um, what was the best stadium you've ever played at? I played at a few good ones. I played at, I played at Wembley, Etihad was a, was a nice stadium to play at. Yeah. I'd say but my favourite would have been Hillsborough, Sheffield Wednesday. Right, okay. Yeah, the beer there is always brilliant. Yeah. Um, best player you've ever played with? Played with... Um, Tough one I played with. I'd say I, from recently I played at um, Hibs, I am um, but a lad, but you know, he is now. He plays Aston Villa, John McGinn. Yeah, yeah. And he's a fantastic player, and he, he, the way he's come on leaps and bounds since then, just, um, you could see that in him, but it's just good to see he's actually come and produced it at Premier League level and international yeah. level. Uh, and what about the best player you've ever played against? I get this one quite a bit. It's always pretty easy. We played against Man United, Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. We both in the cup, and he he, uh, he was as good as they say. Fantastic yeah. player. He was rather, wasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. uh, best best match you've ever played in? Best match I've ever played in? I would say the... We played Huddersfield, I mentioned before, Barnsley, but um, Barnsley played Huddersfield away in the last game of the season. We needed a point to stay up, and we were getting beat 2 1, and then we were drawing 2 2, and then Crystal Palace were winning, which meant we were getting relegated. Uh, sorry, yeah, Peter, no, Peterborough were winning, and that meant we were getting relegated, and they played Crystal Palace, and then they conceded two late goals, which meant we stayed up. So, yeah. uh. Uh, let's go for that one, brilliant game. Yeah, I think it was pretty tense and uh, dramatic, that's for sure. Yeah, it has everything in that one. Yeah. Uh, okay, hold up for there for a minute. Right. Uh, where are we? Better. Uh, who who would you say is your favourite footballer? You know, worldwide. Favourite footballer at this moment in time would be Roberto Firmino for Liverpool. Oh, excuse me a minute. I just got to go and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> who's your best mate in football? Um, I've I've got a few, but um, from very last season, me and Tom Miller have. Seemingly seen a lot of each other the last six months, so I have to say Tommy Miller. All right. Um, for favourite film? Favourite film? Shawshank Redemption. Right. Very popular with footballers, that is, for some reason. Um, favourite film star? Um, Will Smith. Right. Uh, do you watch much television? Not too much. I watch um, a few TV series on Netflix, but that's about it, really. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say is your favourite TV programme, if you've got one? TV programme? I'm still watching um, Suits. So you're seeing it. That's on Netflix. Great programme. Uh, which one did you say again? Suits. Oh, Suits, the one that uh, Meghan Marker was in. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Got you. Right, yeah. Uh, so who's your favourite TV star then? Ooh. Um, it's 
no good with the real names. I've got one bit to tell you. I said they had the main actor in there, plays Harvey Specter. I wouldn't know what his real name is, though. OK. Um, we're getting to the, the final furlong now, actually. Uh, who in the whole world would you like to meet if you had a choice of, you know, meet somebody? A hero, perhaps? If you had to meet anybody, I would probably go for... Um, I'd like to meet Pele. Yeah. 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 Okay. I know people say all the same, you know, Pele, Ali, them type of people, but yeah, I would yeah, I'd like to meet him. Right, okay, that's fair enough. Why not? Mm. Mine, mine was Eric Tank Eric Cantona until I actually met him. Um cost, you, yeah. Yeah, it cost me a bit. Mine we went down to Bournemouth to a, uh he did a you know, a Eric Cantona on stage for an hour type of thing, telling his stories yeah. at uh yeah, it was all right. Wasn't as good as his football, though. Um, right, a couple of... Uh, there's a few here that are quick ones now, just one word answer. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Beer or lager? Lager. Mercedes or BMW? Mercedes. Apple Mac or PC? Apple Mac. Uh, steak or curry? Curry. Right. Uh, we've got two more to go. Um any ideas as to what you'd like to do when you finally hang your boots up? I've got a few, a few, um, a few little ideas. I'm, I've started buying properties and you know doing them up, and I've been doing my courses to three courses to learn how to redevelop properties. So I'm hopefully going to go down. And I'm doing my coaching badges as well. Yeah. So I'm off doing my B license. So that's another thing that I'll be interested in. So we might see you on Homes Under the Hammer then, eh? Homes Under the Hammer or Homes Under the Hammer or. On the sideline somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And the last question is, um, you and your wife decide to have a dinner party and you can invite five people. Anybody, dead or alive, who are you going to invite? Right. I would go for... Because I wanted to meet in Pele. Yeah. I would have David Cameron because yeah. I want to ask him why he did have a referendum. Yeah. Oh, um, Muhammad Ali would have been another great one. Yeah. To me. That's three. Ricky Atten there. Oh, yeah. And then, I've got four, one more, I would go for... I'd have Will Smith there as well. Will Smith. Okay, yeah. mate. Well, that's it. You've survived. Got through it all, yeah. You made it through to the end, but although that was a bit of a bit of a below the belt one, putting Ricky Hatton in there, blooming Manchester City. I mean, you're, trying, you're determined to wind me up, aren't you? I can see it. Oh, of course, Oasis as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. There's a couple of idiots as well. I imagine the Gallagher brothers. Oh, dear me. Well, listen, mate, thank you ever so much. Really appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for being a good sport when we take in the Mickey all the time about your Sky Saxon, etc. Um, <laughs> just make sure you score tomorrow, old dog, and then everybody be happy. I shan't be there well, myself. I'm going to enjoy the win Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy tomorrow as well because it's. Uh, it's British um, Champions Day at Ascot tomorrow, and I'm I've got uh, an interest in some horses. So uh, not not running at Ascot tomorrow, I hasten to add. But but it's, uh, it's it's a great great day's racing tomorrow. So I should be sat there watching that with me ear on the radio as well to make sure to see how you lot are getting on, and then uh, right. then get ready for the big one on Sunday. So it's going to yeah. be, be a big day. 
Okay, Chris, thank well, you, thank you ever so much for that, mate. I really appreciate it. I'll, uh, I'm no doubt I should bump into you soon at the club anyway. So, uh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Thanks for that, mate. You're a star. Thank okay. you very much. Cheers. No problem. Thanks, okay, mate. Cheers, cheers for now. Bye. Bye.